Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. We give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's very exciting to be in church on the last Sunday of the year. Hallelujah. It bears testimony to God's faithfulness upon our life. Hallelujah. I, every year, and I will encourage you to do so, every year I write things I want to see the Lord do. I write them on my phone. I keep them on my cloud. Now and then I visit and go and check how far have I gone. There are many negative people who will tell you, don't plan anything. Whatever will be, will be. Unfortunately, life is not like that. So this morning, we have come. We will have a little bit of time to pray and to give thanks, to celebrate moments of greatness. The Lord has done great things for us. And there's been moments where we have learned a lot that there are many other ways to do things than the way we did because according to us, we say we have failed. But in reality, we have learned a lot how not to do things. Hallelujah. So I want you to have a very open heart to prepare even as we plan for 2020. My encouragement to you today is to take a pen and to start noting the things that you will desire the Lord to do for you. This morning, when I woke up and I was praying, it was a personal prayer, and I said we will need on the 31st to do the prayer as well. But my prayer was very simple. I was looking into 2020 and just the month of January to say, Lord, this is the need that I have, which I do as frequent as I can, and that is what I want you to have. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. We have achieved or moved forward, not because we have greater strength or better than others, but because we have believed that God will come true for us. Amen. The, the teaching today, the subject is the end is better than the beginning. Hallelujah. The, the end is better than the beginning. And I wrote the eclipse there. Let us start again. The end is better than the beginning. And every time everything, something ends, there is a new beginning. So I want you to have that understanding that God has given us the opportunity this year and even today to wake up in the morning to be where we are. We've been, people have been showing us pictures of horrible accidents where people escaped. None, nobody died, but when you look at the car, it's wrecked, destroyed, but the people are alive. You might look at it and say, other people, their car are not as damaged, but they are dead. God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. It says, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. This year is ending. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, Dr. David, and uh, we were talking how busy the years has started to become. And we started to realize that as we grow in the Lord, our tasks, God increases the things. We are doing more things every year than the year that has passed. We are achieving more things than the year that has passed. There is very little or short time for us to rest, as in 
holiday. I'm, I'm taking a holiday. You have to learn to holiday in between the work that you are doing so that you make sense of it. And this is the same that I want to bring to us. The Bible says better is the end of a thing than the beginning. So I want you to celebrate this year as we are going to make prayer to have this thankfulness to say, Lord, thank you that I was there when the year started and the year is ending and it's ending well. Hallelujah. The year is ending well. Some of us have got many things that has happened in our life. We have done well. We got married. Uh, we had babies. Children were born. Uh, we had promotions. Some of us went through very difficult moments. Some lovely people passed away in our life. The, 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 uh, the things that we used to have, we lost them and so forth. There are a lot of other things that have happened. But I, want, I don't want you to look at it from the point of negativity. But I want you to look at it from the point of God's grace for us. Because the end of a thing is better than its beginning. Hallelujah. It says the, the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. If you read the verse following, it's a verse that helped me many years ago. It says, be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. You know, the verse that is following, you can read the, the first verse. It, it teaches us there, it says, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. And it says, better is, the, oh, sorry, it says, be not haste in thy spirit to be angry. In other words, we should, we should temper ourselves. So the year has come to an end. There might be a lot of things that makes us to want to look back and say, God left me in this. But I want you to understand that God has been in it. Had the Lord not been in it, you will not have succeeded. And the joy of life is to enjoy every moment. I was saying, uh, you, you have to learn to appreciate every moment that passes through your life. Because these are the things that forms and these are the things that make us. Uh, I've been married for 30 years. And uh, the, the challenge about it is that it's not bed of roses. Like sometimes people will want to believe that, oh, everything is fine. He married a nice wife. I want to believe I married a nice wife. Or they say to my wife, you married a nice guy. That's not true. You have to be tempered. You have to make the decision, I forgive before I'm offended. You have to make the decision, I will endure this season because moments of trial will come. It says, for anger resided in the bosom of fools. Most of the time, we break bonds or we break company, we break the covenant out of anger. That's why the Bible teaches us that in anger, we should not say anything. If you are a parent, you have children, we usually say, don't say things to your children when you are angry. Don't discipline children out of anger because what you are going to say might be very difficult to reverse because you said it at a specific state of mind and your children picked up the spirit. So you, you need to have that understanding that the end of a thing is better than the beginning of it. Hallelujah. Can you lift up both of your hands and give thanks to the Lord? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for 2019. It has been a wonderful year. You were in it. I survived it because you were with me. I thank you, Father, that I'm a better person than I was in January. I thank you, Father, that I'm a better person 
than I was in January. I'm much more richer than I was in January. I've learned a lot and I've survived a lot. I give thanks to you for you have been faithful. That in the midst of hardship, in the midst of difficulty, you remained with me. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, know, know that 2020 will come. And we will walk through it with the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the year 2019 began with great expectations and hope to achieve more. We have written down the things that we wanted. We have followed some of the things. We have seen what we have achieved. We have gained wisdom for the things that we have failed. We have gained what? Wisdom. When you fail, you learn a lot than when you succeed. Difficulty has a tendency to sharpen us. Difficult things have a tendency to make us better people. That is why the next verse teaches us that we need to be tempered. We need to be people who are slow to anger than people who are easily angered. People who don't keep relationships is because they always think they'll get their way. I always tell people when they are very angry and they feel like I failed them, and I said, you are still young, grow a little bit. You will come back and say, I'm sorry. You see, because when, when, when you are right, you think you will never make wrong. You know, when you are in the right space, you are thinking, I'll always be there. But you will learn very quick that in failure, you become a better person. You improve. May the Lord have mercy on us. And we have gained understanding in the things that we have achieved that it is the grace of God that has enabled us to achieve what we have achieved. Hallelujah. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. We are talking about the end is better than the beginning. However, begin again. Start again. If you have failed, if you have not achieved, if you have not gone that far, be rest assured. There is a new year there is a new day God has given to us. Hallelujah. It is says chapter 3, verse 1. It says, for everything, there is a season. Can you tell your neighbor? For everything, there is a season. Hallelujah. All of us have got our own seasons. Everybody has a season. One thing that I've learned, and this I will repeat this many times as I can. If you delay, if you don't start now, you are going to lose greatly. You have to learn. If, if you are going to do things greatly, you have to start now. I was reading some writings of one of the pastors who used to be a pastor. He's no longer a pastor. And I realized that fear made him to abandon the course. Fear made him to abandon the course because when he started, he started slightly late. You need, you need to start now. You need to take opportunity. It says for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. When you start, things are slightly difficult. I was saying somebody was getting married and I said uh, it's a good thing you are getting married. You will learn not to live your life again. You see because 
you will come home very excited and somebody will not be excited. You get it? Oh, you don't know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Listen, you will come with your great joy. And somebody will look at you and ask you, why are you happy? You know, and you try to explain why you are happy and you become even more angry because of you failed to make them a cup of tea or you failed to cook the food that they were expecting you to cook. I mean, very little things that wouldn't really make much. But you have to understand that to start is more difficult. Or it might be easier for many people to start. The challenge of it is maintaining and moving with the same attitude to achieve. And this year, you have been there, you have gone through much, and I want you to learn a few things. These are not part of my notes, but I want you to learn a few things. One, don't break relationships. Life is very wonderful. Keep your relationships. Make them lifelong. Because relationships tend to be doors that will open later in life. Even your most insignificant person, your most insignificant person, the example I could use is uh, this Dube guy who advertises insurance that he was, he was a street person. When you look at him as a, a child that was living on the streets, you will think there's no future for him. But you will be shocked what becomes. So, one, don't break relationships. Don't be easy to break relationships. Did you hear what I said? Don't be easy to break relationships. Okay, let's get into our teaching for the day. Number one, everything has the beginning and the end. Everything has the starting point and everything has an ending point. This year had the 1st of January and this year have the 31st of December. And this year is going to pass. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. So we have time. Time was given to us. We were given an opportunity to start or to restart or to begin. And we are given the opportunity as well to close things in our life. And part of the things that I've said to people is that you need to take stock of yourself consistently. Is what I'm doing profitable? Is it going to help me? Some people wait far too long to break through. We didn't fail. We only learned the best way not to do a thing. You see, when you look at yourself, you might say, oh, I failed this. I failed that. Having been uh, in leadership for so many years, I've come to believe that writing people off is the greatest mistake. Never in your life write any person off. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. The fact that you are doing well, if you are doing well financially, don't perceive everybody else being lazy as other people have perceived others. There is a season for everything under the sun. So, we didn't fail. We only learned the best way to do things. So, it is my prayer that we depend upon the scripture and the word of God because God is the one who changes things. The book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, is a verse we know very well. The last part of the verse, verse B, says, Josephus stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, 
Believe in the Lord your God. Can you tell your neighbor, believe in the Lord your God. You see, when you learn to believe in God, it doesn't matter what other people say. Because what God has said will be established. Hallelujah. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. When we believe, in, as, as the year comes to an end, there are things that the Lord has promised he's going to do and there are many things that the Lord has done. The challenge with you and with me is that we only remember the bad things. Can you look at your neighbor and say, you only remember the bad things. Very few people appreciate. They remember the day somebody's dead. Can you imagine? When you are dead, people come with big flowers. When you are dead, people top your, your casket. Your casket, they top it. They say, no. Uh, you know, I went to the uh, a factory in Rosaline. I wanted to buy a tombstone. I was asked, anyway, for the family, after my grandmother passed away, to say, go and look for a tombstone uh, for, your, for, for, the, for my grandmother. So I went there. I was very shocked. They make stones worth 200,000, 500,000, 1 million, 2 million. I said, hey, they are not small stones. They are really serious. Can you show your neighbor? They are serious. <laughs> and I look at the stones, you know, and I said, you know, I'm looking for a budget stone. The stone, the factory where I went, they don't sell these budget stones that you are saying, you know, in the township when you have bought a stone of 25,000 rand, you feel like, oh, I'm making a party. Everybody must come my achievement. And when I was asking the manager, who buys these kinds of stones? He says, we have a lot of clients throughout the continent. We have a lot of clients here in South Africa. He says, even now, we are behind schedule by, to manufacture a 200, 300, 1 million stone. What do you think? For you, you have, you have your 5,000 deposit in your pocket. You are thinking, uh, immediately I see a stone, I will deposit it. So I, I went into the factory and I turned and I realized, hey, I need to grow some muscle a little bit to come back again. I can take you there. You will be shocked. The Bible says, believe in the Lord and you will be what? You will be, you will be established. It's the Lord who establishes us. It's the Lord who anchors us is the Lord who makes us heavy to be able to do more. So when you don't believe in the Lord, you don't get established because you, you tend to do things as you see other people do. But when you understand that which the Lord is doing in your life, you will understand that it takes a day to build a person. God, God, God made the whole universe according to the scriptures in seven days. So when you look at it, you might say to yourself, is this going to be, listen, it's going to be, God has promised, he says, Joseph had said, believe in the Lord and you will be established. Can you tell anybody, believe in the Lord and you will be established. When we pray on the 31st, this is what I want you to do. Go and write all the things you want the Lord to do for you. If possible, put some scripture there. Put some scripture there. Write, write your scripture to say, Lord, this is my belief. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. I believe one, two, three, four, five. Uh, as, as you write those things, God will give you victory. Hallelujah. Year after year, I've come before the Lord. When the year starts, I have school fees to pay. I come before the Lord and say, Lord, this is my school fees for the year. Help me to pay my school fees. I know you don't have children, so you don't know what I'm talking about. 
Listen, education is expensive. So I say, this is my budget. May you meet my budget. Hallelujah. Believe in the Lord and you will be established. Believe in the Lord and you will be established. When you read the book of first, uh, the first chapter of the book of Isaiah, verse 18. Can you go there? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Hallelujah. It says, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your seed be escalate, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Listen, 2020, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat what? The good of the land. Most of the time, people are not willing. People are not willing. People will not do what the Lord has said to them. People are not willing to fulfill the call of God upon their life. And here, Joseph says, believe in the Lord, you will be established. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. Believe what? Believe his prophets and you will do what? You will succeed. So, our establishment, if we look from January until now, part of our success and breakthrough will come as a result of us believing in the Lord and we are established, believing his prophets and we are succeeding. Somebody uh, was complaining, says, it's like pastors curse people. I say, it's not possible. I, I don't think there is any pastor who will go out of his way to curse people. I don't think there is any pastor who will desire that his member should not succeed. The Bible says a curse without a cause will not alight. It's Proverbs, I think Proverbs 16. It says a curse without a cause will not alight. So there is no way a curse will hold upon your life. So this year, God has been good upon you. Believe his prophets. Part of the failure we have is the story of Moses and Miriam, where the two of them say, we as well have the Holy Spirit. Can you tell your neighbor, I have the Spirit of the Lord. It's true, you do. The difficulty of Miriam was that Miriam and, and, and his brother Aaron could not submit themselves to the prophetic word and the authority that Moses had and therefore they tripped because they didn't believe the word that was spoken to them. So everything has its beginning and everything has its end. Hallelujah. So this year you have done very well. Have this this grace and excitement that 2020 will be very great for you. Hallelujah. And maybe you look at yourself and say, things have not, have not gone as planned or things have not come as planned. In one year, I lost three family members. One year. It was one of the most difficult years of my life. And I looked at it and I said to myself, how bad can things be? How bad can things be that you can just experience this one death after the other. But those years have passed. And I look back and I give thanks to the Lord to say, Lord, thank you for having carried us during that time. Can you lift up both of your hands? I want you to come before the Lord to give thanks to say, Lord, I thank you that this year began and it has come to an end and I have breath. Don't look at what you have. Just life. Lord, I thank you for life. Can you lift up your voice? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We are grateful for life. That in 2019, you gave us life. You protected us. 
Lord, you gave us another day, even today, to come and lift up our voices unto you. We thank you, Father, for health. We worship you, Father, that you sustain us. That even though we got sick, sickness never overtook us. Lord, we thank you for life. That even though we lacked resources, Father, you continued to protect us and to guide us. We thank you, Father, that everything has its beginning and everything has its end. And this year has passed or is passing. And Lord, we are grateful that you are still our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, number two, to achieve great things is through humility. You always have to be humble. Psalm 124 verse 1. Nobody achieves in life except they are humble. That's why the Bible says pride comes before a fall. So we sing a song, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Hallelujah. So we, we give thanks to the Lord that God has lifted us up. Hallelujah. Can you tell me, but God has lifted me up. We sing a song, he lifted me up. So you come before the Lord to say, Lord, I thank you that you lifted me up in the midst of hardship, difficulty, and impossibility. Psalm 124 verse 1 says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say. Now the question is, do you acknowledge that God has been on your side? You see, those who don't acknowledge, they believe out of their own wisdom and out of their own strength, they have achieved what they have. But the, 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 the book gives us that understanding. The scripture gives us that understanding. We need to acknowledge God. It says here, had it not been for the Lord on our side, when men rose up against us, the Lord was with us in the midst of difficulty, hardship, the Lord was with us. And this morning we come before the Lord to say, Lord, we thank you that you were on our side. The book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Praise the Lord. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Hallelujah. Even as we enter 2020, as the Lord has made our path straight, as we enter 2020, let us give thanks. There are a lot of people who believe they've sustained themselves. I was thinking about this in the morning, and I always go back into it with my wife and say, when, when you have succeeded, when the year has ended, you might think out of your own strength, I've sustained myself. But you will speak like that because you are inexperienced and possibly a child or waste a fool. It is the Lord who can sustain us. It is only God who has kept you until now. Listen, you can be wiped out in a day. In a day, we, we had a friend who was a DG, doing very well. You know, he got a promotion three months before, and he developed a rapid sickness and disease. In three months, we buried him. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. When, when he received the big salary and whatever, he went and bought himself a nice car and all of those things. He bought the house and all of that. And he knew he was very sick. And so, the day he was buried, we were there and we were just talking about it. 
And so we're trying to give advice. You know, he has just bought the house, just bought the car, and all of that. And we realize that you need to be very conscious that we don't own life. It is only God who owns life. All those things that he just bought, because of the kind of sickness he had, there was no insurance on them. It's, it's not like, oh, when he finished, the material things remained. No. What appeared to be true was not true. So the cars were taken. The house was taken. He stayed in the house for possibly for three months or so. The car as well, the same. Immediately after he got the promotion, she went for it. And this is my, my challenge to you. Humility is what will keep us in the path of God. To remain humble is very key to giving thanks to the Lord. And even today as we come before the Lord, I want you to have that understanding that you have done well, it is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, it is by the grace of God. Now the psalmist right there, he says, had it not been for the Lord, let Israel say. Had it not been for the Lord, let Israel say. That's why I say the difficulty with us is that the little success we have makes us specialists. You know, the fact that you have succeeded makes you to look down on others. But humility is the key that enabled us to be where we are. And sometimes pride is what has caused us the crumble, the pain that we're going through. Can you lift up your right hand as we come before the Lord? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have kept me. I recognize it is you. It is you who made me to succeed. It is not my strength, nor my wisdom. I thank you today that many has fallen, but you have kept me. I thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The proud never recognize God is the one that have brought them here. The proud believes that they are better, that they will do better, that it will always be the same. And that's why, for me, I was shocked. I, I said to the family, how can this person do this to his children? Improve his life for three months, and then everything has to be taken, and they have no place to stay. It's not like when they finish. Now, they have to be, children have to be separated, go to aunt so-and-so, go to uncle so-and-so, and so-and-so. And I said, you know, it's because... Sometimes we lack humility to realize where we are at. Can you tell your neighbor, realize where you are at? Hallelujah. The Bible says, I've seen kings walking and servants riding on horses. Kings walking and servants riding on horses. I think the story of South Africa is the story of kings walking and servants riding, riding on horses. May the Lord have mercy on us. Hallelujah. Don't be changed in the new year. Remain being humble and God will be with you. We are talking about the end of a thing is better than the beginning. And we are saying start again. Number three, recognize God as the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. All things begins and end with the Lord. The year started, you might look at yourself and condemn yourself. Listen, you still have greater opportunities set before you. There is still more. Somebody says, oh, the pie is too small. Listen, there's no pie. There's no pie. Don't be deceived that if other people have come first, 
nobody can come in. There is more that is in God. There is more that God wants to give to you still. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 22 verse 13. Revelation 22 verse 13. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. The beginning, the end. Hallelujah. God gave you a day to start again. Like today, God has given us a day to start again. If you offended somebody yesterday, this morning is a good time to go back and say, you know what, you offended me yesterday, but it's fine, I forgive you. Not that they should say, yeah, I forgive you too. No, you do it for yourself. You forgive people for yourself. I said, it's very difficult to offend me because I've already made up my mind. I've been offended so many times. When the church started, it was worse because people will come and promise and say, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then later they dump you. So you become offended. And then you start to realize, if this is going to be my life, I'll be bitter. By the time my life ends, I'll be the most bitter person because you have helped so many people and they don't see the help. You, you cry when you go to pastor's meetings, uh, funerals. It's amazing the testimony that people give about what the pastor has done. But if you were to dig slightly deeper, you'll realize these are the same people who betrayed the same person. These are the same people who have caused hate and harm. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Just have this in your heart, that God is a God of the second chance. Your failure in 2019 might be your breakthrough and will be a breakthrough in 2020. Hallelujah. So, have this in your, in your heart. God gave you a day to start, to maintain what you are doing. He gave you a week so that you can perfect and be purposeful in your life. And God gave you a month so that you are able to do more. And so that God will show grace and mercy towards you. Hallelujah. So, remember, life begins with God. Can't you remember, life begins with God. Hallelujah. Your great victories and spectacular failures are only there to make your life better and not bitter. Somebody asked a question. This, this man was my friend and uh, he proposed a, a young woman many years ago. The woman said no. So he was so broken because they were flowing with the sister. You get it? The sister was giving some telltale signs that they are having a very good relationship. And when he went and says, hey, I love you. The girl says, no, I don't. I see you like a brother. Then he came back to me and says, hey, this thing hates me. It has hurt me deeply. Why, why did she say no? I said, don't worry. You know, all things work together for our good. Hallelujah. All things work together for our good. Can you tell anybody all things work together for our good? Don't get bitter. Yeah. So I told him, I said, don't get bitter. This is good for you. You don't know. It's just after many years when he looked back, he says, I just wonder if I've gone through what will have happened with my life. And I said, it's only by hindsight you see the wisdom of God. Because when you lack wisdom, at the moment when you go through hard time, you feel rejection. But God was helping him because he was asking the question, why, why did she say no? I said, we will never know. Unless we go back and ask her. But after many years, when he was married, his life was moving on. He says, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I didn't marry the woman. And I said, not marrying the woman helped you 
to care for the, this new woman that you have. Because sometimes people never care until they lose something in their life. Great victories and spectacular failures are only there to make your life better, not bitter. Hallelujah. Rejoice, for you are still alive. The Bible says a live dog is better than a dead lion. Don't cry for a spilled milk. The Lord is still on the throne. There is still more milk. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, there is still more milk. Great things await you in the new year. So I want, I want you to, to have this gratitude to say, Lord, I thank you that you are the one who starts all things. You are the one who have made all things. And I will appreciate the joy of the things that have come into my life. May the Lord start new things in your life again, in Jesus' name. And lastly, number four, you are more than a conqueror. The Bible teaches us uh, uh, we are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. Why? You have survived. You have flourished. You have prospered amidst all opposition and challenges. Can you give a clap offering to the Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I have, I have survived. Say it again. I have survived. I have flourished. I have prospered. I missed opposition and challenges. Yes, we have survived. The pain about life is when you are a competition person. You see, competition people never are happy for anything. I've given you a story that... Uh, we drove, we went for the wedding in Lesotho. Our brother was getting married. The, the hotel have got, the hotel we slept in has two hotels. We didn't know that. We booked the first hotel that we found on the internet and then we paid. I think as well the price was good. So we're happy to check a little bit more. Say, so, oh, the price, we can afford this. We went, we arrived at the hotel. There is a nice swimming pool, nice reception. We went into the hotel. We we're very happy with our rooms. And we decided, let's drive around Maseru, and then we will come back. You get it? So we drove around Maseru, and later, we decided, let's go back to our hotel. So we used G uh, GPS. This is GPS. When we look, we used the same hotel. It's like, you say Sun International. You use Sun International. It took us to the nearest Sun International from the point where we were. So when we drove, we got into Sun International, or th that hotel, guess what? The reception, the, the front gate is different from the gate we know. But the name is the same name. So we drive in. So we are starting to talk in the car. We are saying, oh, possibly we came through the back door. <laughs> possibly when we came into the hotel the first time, we came through the back door. So we went in. But we realized everything is different. The building, everything. And we asked the security and the people standing there, the hotel workers, is this? They say, no, we have two. We have two hotels. You get it? You have got A hotel and a B hotel. <laughs> this is A hotel. Where you are sleeping is B hotel. But the name is the same. You should have heard us when we were driving. Very unhappy. <laughs> and uh, in the car, we just went back and said, it's, it's amazing how we were so happy with the hotel the first time we came. The rooms were nice. They are still nice, by the way. The rooms are nice. Everything is working. We really enjoyed ourselves. And here we are. We have, we, we got lost to the hotel with the same name, but a different hotel. 
They say, no, the one you are sleeping in is so many stars, and this is so many stars. So there are two different uh, prices for the hotel. And this one, the reason maybe that one open, this one is already fully booked. My, my, my issue here is that we, the dissatisfaction that you have might come as a result that you are comparing yourself with somebody else. So you are ungrateful not because God has not blessed you. You are ungrateful because you desire things that are not your own. You just come back and say, Lord, thank you for this that you have given to me. I have a bed to sleep on. Hallelujah. It might not be a, queen, a king size, you know. I, I went to a hotel and for the first time many years ago, I, they, they have this king size bed. Huge. Then I realized it's not nice to sleep on a king size. Oh, you don't know. Try and sleep on it. You will see. The bed, the bed is huge. So, while I was sleeping, I'm trying to find my wife. And I realized, hey, she's nowhere to be found. <laughs> I had to put the light on. She's sleeping the other side. I'm sleeping the other side. I said, no, it can't be. This is not a good bed. You, you know, you understand. So my, my take is, be content with that which the Lord has blessed you. If you do that, you'll be very happy. Very happy. When you compare, you become unhappy. When you look at the house next door and your house, you find your house is nice. It's fine. We, we went with my wife to another house here in Brooklyn. Gentleman, he was with his wife. And when we came out of that house, we realized that we were staying in a squatter camp, comparing our house and their house. We realized that we have not started to live. Some people are living a supernatural life already. I even said to the gentleman, you are already in heaven, you know, because I've never, even to date, I've never seen a house. Outside it looks ordinary until you go inside. It's on a hill. It's on a hill. You have the garage and it goes up. You have got the first level, the living rooms and whatever. And then you have the bedrooms and then you have like their main bedroom, like a penthouse. They can see the whole city, everything. And for you, you were celebrating, saying, thank you, Jesus, for your three-roomed three, three -roomed house. And suddenly you come out of that house and you are unhappy. You are ungrateful now. You are kissing, coming out of that place that I desire more. May the Lord have mercy. Can we stand? I want us to take a prayer of thanks, thanksgiving to the Lord. To say, Lord, I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my wife. Hallelujah. I thank you for what? Then you give thanks to the Lord for your children. You give thanks for your parents. Father, I thank you for my parents. Your father who never raised you, who never was concerned about, give thanks to the Lord. And did not for them, you will not be here today. I'm telling you. You will not be here. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother is a commandment with a promise. Give thanks for your job that you curse every day. You know, some of us, we are working, but we curse the work we work in. It's useless. You curse your boss. He's a witch. He's a wizard. That is why things are not working for you. But I want us to come before the Lord to say, Lord, we thank you for what you have given to us. Not, not comparing what the Lord has given to us with what the Lord has blessed somebody. You don't know the trouble they had to go through to have what they have. Or the demons they are fighting with daily 
to stay where they are. Praise the Lord. I'm going to lead you in prayer. And at the end, I'll ask of you to pray for yourself. Can you lift up your right hand? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. I thank you for family. I give you praise for family. I thank you for my parents. I thank you for my relatives who contributed in my life. I thank you, Father, for my husband. I thank you, Father, for my wife. I thank you, Father, for my children. I thank you, Father, for my parents. I thank you, Father, for all the people you brought into my life. I appreciate your goodness that has come into my life. I thank you for the experiences that I've gone through this year. I thank you, Father, that today I look back and I can see your hand upon my life. I thank you for victories that you have given to me, that we have survived, that we have done well. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough, that I am more than a conqueror, that I have overcome, that I have succeeded, that your hand has been strong upon my life. I thank you, Father, for my children. I thank you, Father, for my family that you have kept us. I thank you, Lord, for the resources, for money you brought our way. We thank you, Father, for the opportunities that you have brought our way. We are thankful for the difficulties, the challenges, the hardships that has come our way. Had it not been for you, we will not be here. The rivers will have overwhelmed us. We will have drowned. But you have kept us. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus that has covered us, that has protected us. We thank you, Lord, that when others were wiped out, when others were wiped out, you kept us. We thank you, Lord, for victory. We thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. That 2019 was a great year, but 2020 will be a far better year. I thank you, Lord, that the Lord is with me. If the Lord is with me, who can be against me? I thank you, Lord, that I'm more than a conqueror, that I'm victorious. For the Lord is my help. The Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my hiding place. Even today I give thanks. For the Lord has given me all that I need pertaining to life and godliness. I thank you, Father, for all these good things that has come into my life. I give you praise that I still have breath. And I will achieve great things. In Jesus name. Lift up your voice as you give thanks. Father we thank you. We give you praise. For you remain true. And faithful. To us. We thank you father. For our families. We thank you father. For your ways as you have taught our hands to war. We have won. Father we have taken it. And Lord we have become victorious. We thank you Lord for the victory. 
upon our children. The victory, Lord, upon the enemy in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the ability, the enablement, the achievement that you have given to us. That we have achieved much more than any other time in our life. We thank you, Father, for your grace that has enabled us. For your word says it's not by might nor by power, but it is by the Spirit of the Lord. That, Lord, when the enemy came against us, Lord, you gave us victory against them. Even this day, Lord, we celebrate your faithfulness. Even this day, we celebrate your power for healing. We thank you, Lord, that you healed us. The madness in our life. Lord, you cured us from confusion and foolishness. Lord, we thank you that you moved us forward. That, Lord, we are better. We are stronger. Lord, we worship you. We lift up your name. That even today, Lord, as a church, we can say the Lord has been with us. We have seen your hand. That, Lord, you have provided. We have achieved much more than any other time. We pray in the name of Jesus for your wisdom, O oh God, to continue. We commit this day in the name of Jesus. The life of this, your people, O oh Father. We pray. We give thanks. We give you worship. We exalt you, Lord, for you remain true. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Listen to this, Job, while we are standing. Job chapter 8, verse 7. It says, your end will be great. Your beginning might be small, but God is in it. You will be great. Job chapter seven, chapter 8, verse 7 says, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end will increase abundantly. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hand. Remember, this time I want you to make prayer. Remember your family members. One of the things that are painful is to have a delinquent and to write the delinquent off. This time I want you to pray for this one person that you know struggles. Year after year, it's like they've never moved very far. You know, it's very easy to love people who are doing well. It's very easy to fellowship with people that are excellent. But I want us to come before the Lord. Pray for this one person. I want you to pray this one person. The Bible says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end will be great. There is a true story that is told. Uh, it was a school re reunion. You know, former students came back. And everybody came, packed their nice cars aside, came with their perfect wife, you know, beautiful and so forth. And there was this guy who was always taken as being delinquent, difficult. He was the most richest of them all. And he packed this car. He was not a chartered accountant. He was not a lawyer. He was not anything that all his friends were. And when they were asking, because they noticed the car outside, and uh, they were asking, whose car is that? And somebody told them, it's Dam Dam's car. You see, because to them, they thought life will treat him that way. But somewhere in between the many difficulties, his difficulty in learning, his challenges in life, he found something that made him to tick. He did recycling. He started picking paper, bottles, cans. He's the owner of the largest recycling in the U.S. And some of them, they realized, the lawyers, they were working for his company. They realized they were working, they are chartered accountants and so forth. They realized 
one way or the other, they've worked for his company, but they were not aware. He doesn't sit anywhere. He's just the chairman of the board. He doesn't run anything. And this is the issue that let's not write people off. I want this one person, I don't know who it is in your life, but I want you to bring them before the Lord. I want you to give thanks for their life because these are the people that makes us human. I was saying to my wife, there are certain people in our life that makes us human. You know, because when you want to show off, they always show up, you know, to, to, rem to remind you, you are not as you think you are. You know, you have that uncle who will always come and remind everybody else, uh, you are not as you think you are. We are just here. And so you have that one child, you have that one, one brother, that one sister, that one aunt who will really appreciate your prayer. And I want you to, today to pray specifically for them. Not for many people, not for yourself, but for that one person. This is what I want you to pray for. Job 8, 7. It says, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. May the Lord touch their life. May their life turn around. May there be such a great reward for their life. There might not be the people who do all these glamorous things, but their little contribution can bring a great difference. Like the example we are using of this man, who everybody later realized, this is a very important person. And they were asking him, even his explanation, the way he was explaining things to them, he still showed to them that he doesn't understand complex things. But he was better and having a better life. Hallelujah. Can we come before the Lord as we pray for this one person? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord. We remember our brothers, our sisters, our aunts, our mothers, our, brother, our wives, our husband. This one person, Lord, who has been very difficult, impossible, not cooperating, Things not working. Every time spoiling. Every time causing pain. Every time bringing difficulty. We pray today in the name of Jesus. That by the power of your Holy Spirit Lord. May you turn the heart of this person. Lord towards you. We pray in the name of Jesus. That that which was impossible. That which could not work. Lord we surrender it into your hands. That we have tried. We have done all that is humanly possible to create an environment, Father, to flourish. But Lord, we thank you for your word. For you says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that Lord, may you show kindness to this, our family member. Father, who seem to be confused, who seem not to understand, who fails to comprehend the seriousness of the things that they are doing. Lord, we pray for peace. We come against every demon, every possession upon their life, and we set them free. And Father, we pray that, Lord, may their life turn for the good. May they be fruits in the name of Jesus upon their life. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Can you hold a hand with a brother, a sister? Standing next to you. We're going to pray. The same scripture. Though your beginning was small. Yet your latter end. Will increase abundantly. I want you to have the faith. That God has upon your life. You see the Bible says. As you grow older. Your life will be richer. You will be more wealthier. But when you, when you grow older. You despair. Part of the despairation. Uh, why you despair comes out of lack. You start to realize, I haven't worked as much as I was supposed. You start to realize, 
patient might not be very kind to me. You know, I've used the example talking to the children here to say, if you don't learn, you don't listen to what we teach you. When you turn 60, you will go back to the village, not because you want to rest, but because the city has vomited you. You can't afford city life. Yeah, you can't afford it. You can't pay water. You can't. With Muden, the world government, you won't be able to pay water, not in Sunnyside, even though you are undermined Sunnyside. You will not, I can't forget it. There are other places, let's not talk about them. You will go and squat. You will, you will go and squat and build a shack and say uh, you want to build a new house and we will bury you in the shack. So I want us to come before the Lord. I want you to pray for your brother, your sister. I want you to pray genuinely and pray for them honestly that though your beginning was small, your latter end will be great. Hallelujah. Your latter end will be what? Will be great. Nobody should come to the city and not own a property and pay it off and it's their property. You can't be a sojourner. You know a sojourner? It's somebody who comes to town, you work here the rest of your life and then later you go back from the village you come from. But here we're going to pray that you will do well. You will not only do well, you will flourish and your end will be great. We are not going to talk about the few rich people. No, you will be rich and well off. And you can stay anywhere and everywhere you want to stay in the world. I want you to pray for your brother, your sister, that even though your beginning was small, yet your end will be great. Can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we hold hands this morning. We pray for one another that even though our beginning has been small, even though we have been left out, even though we have been discriminated against, even though we have been denied. Lord, we thank you that your word says, even though our beginning was small, our end shall be great. We receive the favor. We receive the grace of greatness. For your word says, even though Christ was God, he took the form of, of, of a man. He became even a servant. Lord, he died on the cross. Your word says he became poor. That through his poverty, we might be made rich. We pray this morning that even though our beginning has been small, the end will be great. I pray, Lord, for each and every person as we hold hands and we pray for the multitude of this church. Lord, we have gone out on holiday. Who are elsewhere in the country and in the world? That by the power of your Holy Spirit, O oh God, May you cover. Lord, may your hand be upon their life. May their small beginning be great in the name of Jesus. May their little effort be multiplied greatly in the name of Jesus. I commit, Lord, their work, the work of their hands into your hands, O oh God. That they will not fail. That, Lord, they will break through. That, Lord, they will not be so generous. But Father, they will take occupation. That Father, they will own. That Father, they will be established. That Lord, they will prosper. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We lift up your name. I pray for this, your children. That as you have blessed us and you continue to bless. Lord, may they experience your fullness. And the power of the provision of God. Even upon their life. We thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus speaks better things for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray.
Amen. Please, let's give a clap offering as we take our seats. May you receive greatness in the name of Jesus.